Hello everyone and welcome to Walford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week we'll be discussing the episodes broadcast in the UK on the BBC from Monday the 19th to Friday the 23rd of April. My name is Alex and I co-host with my good friend Rob, who if I believe is right now outside Elsie Studios and he is... Yes, hello Rob, are you there? Hello, Alex. Yeah, I'm just being dragged away by a policeman. Get off. Don't touch me there, officer. Put your truncheon away. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well. Right. Were you able to smuggle People... yourself into the studios? Well, no. It's, funnily <laughs> enough, they seem to have quite high security around these BBC studios. Who'd have thunk it? People have been going mad for this this week. I said flippantly that if they murdered, if they killed Kush, that I was going to go and protest outside Elstree Studios. And people really took me at my word for that, didn't they? It was amazing. I think John Sen might currently be hiding in a cupboard from my (laughs) wrath. I have had so many messages this week. No lie. I've had so many messages asking whether you are... Whether you're on the train to London, whether you are in London, uh, someone was asking us if you got a chance to talk to any. Honestly, Rob, people wanted wow. people wanted results. I'm I'm a bit disappointed now. Actually, I'm, I, I wish I'd gone now. Well, I wish you'd gone too. I I I wanted you to, with camera in hand, uh, yeah. just hire you're chasing people down the road. Yeah, yeah, like like some kind of documentary like para- film, like panorama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you feel about the recent killing of Kush? <laughs> <laughs> why have you done this, Mr. Sen? Tell us why. Just See this, you just see this twitching curtain of John Sen in the window. <laughs> this, the reflection of his glasses in the sunlight as he just looks yeah. out the window, worried. Sound to see of Kate Oates's heels clopping on the street as she <laughs> sprints down the road. I mean, we we are going to be talking about the uh, whole the debacle shall i call it the, Kush, the, the, the new weight the story we'll be we'll be talking about that a little bit later on in the show and um yeah and our thoughts about it uh of all the days yeah. they could have chose to kill off Kush, yeah my birthday your birthday alex's birthday was last was last monday wasn't yeah it? yeah and i thought they killed Kush on my birthday se- <laughs> i know apart from seeing you know one of your favorite characters sliced in half by a train did you have a nice day <laughs> Yeah, it's it a good day. A good day. Apart from yeah. the fact that Ben bought me coffee granules, believing that they were instant coffee granules, and so now we've had to buy a, a French press cafetiere. Oh no, I, I, I've not. I've not pushed. I've not pushed the boat. I got a twenty quid one from uh, the shop down the road. I can't believe he's <laughs> given you coffee. Well, I'm, I'm having one right now. It's it's a Starbucks blend. It's very delicious. Oh. I must say. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a... Have you ever half live? <laughs> Tell me about it. Although he bought it on bulk on Amazon. So there's about 20 boxes now in our shed where it's <laughs> slowly getting damp. Um, so anyway, anyway, enough about us. Let's, we're not important. There's far more important news that's been leaked this week as well. Now then, ladies and gents, we have had some... Seriously, huge news revealed this week. Now, as usual, what I'm about to reveal to you is a massive spoiler for what is to come. So if you're not interested in spoilers and you don't want to know what's coming this year, do not listen. Just fast forward. All the little chapter things will be on the YouTube video if you're watching on there. So don't blame us. We've warned you. Spoilers are coming. But it has been revealed. Well, leaked, we should say. It's not been officially confirmed, but basically every paper in the land is saying the news that Janine Butcher is on her way back to Albert Square. <laughs> um, the, this, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, iconic villain Janine, played by Charlie Books, is reportedly part of a huge story airing later this year. Janine Butcher is set for an explosive return after seven years away from Walford. The iconic villain, played by Charlie Brooks, left Albert Square back in 2014, but is gearing up for a major comeback as part of a huge story airing later this year. Murderous Janine, who is the daughter of Frank and stepdaughter of Pat, was last seen in St Pancras as she boarded a train to go to Paris where she joined daughters Scarlett and Diane. A source told The Sun, uh, bosses have a huge story planned for Charlie's return. They're keeping tight-lipped about whether Janine will come back as a reformed character after all the chaos she has caused in the past. But she certainly has a lot of history in Albert Square, so whether she will be welcomed back with open arms or not remains to be seen. Mm, <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, can I just quickly bring up the 
the fact that it was leaked. So they, they obviously had no intention to release this news this early no. on. But given the week, <laughs> the episode and the what fallout. Yeah, and the fallout that the EastEnders has received through pretty much every media source. Uh, um, journalists. Even watch, their mates. View, yeah, even, exactly. Even people who pretty much will say that EastEnders is the best show on earth had uh, a f- few things to say about what like happened us. this week. <laughs> when, do we? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, they, they... So I think this was very much a strategic... <laughs> go on, you get, go on, get it out. Go on. Strategic move well by done. the EastEnders production crew <laughs> to kind of just brush away what's happened this week to say like, oh yeah, but we are doing this now. So, uh, you know... Janine's back. I mean, it's great news. It's great news, isn't it? It's It's surprising news. It's shocking news. nearly had an aneurysm when I saw this story. I'm so excited. I'm scared about what they're going to do with her in this era, I'll be honest. But, oh my God, Janine's coming back. This is like, I think this is genuinely the biggest character return they could have done, don't you? It's a really, it's such a shame though that she has got no one to come back to. That's the only yeah. thing I think it's a bit of, a bit of a shame because obviously Frank's died, Pat's died, died. Um, there's, there's Tiff, obviously there's Tiff. That's a connection with her, but Whitney, yeah. Well, I suppose yeah, sort Whitney, of. yeah. No, you're Stacey right. Stacey and Cat stuff can still go on because mm. she has always had a long running rivalry with them, so that doesn't necessarily have to have gone anywhere. Um, what are your predictions? For, I mean, we know absolutely nothing about her return story or anything like that. What are your predictions? Get scared with Grey. Grey kills her. Mm, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I do predict that she's going to get with Grey because in going by Janine's character history, Grey seems absolutely up her up her street. Oh, hundred, absolutely, like rich. Absolutely. In fact, there's a if you you know, I can see her sort of doing a sort of Michael Moon on him. In all honesty, exactly what I was. thinking. I would not Michael be surprised Moon. if Janine comes back and kills him. That's that's to be honestly, that's what I was thinking. The Michael Moon thing. I tweeted that I think Michael Moon is the direction they'll be going with this. Um, uh, she has to be. She has to be involved with the Grey story. The Grey story is obviously the big story that they're really pushing and pushing hard (laughs) they're pushing very hard um i'll be very surprised if janine doesn't have any involvement whatsoever with the main story of the show right now and uh, and as i say the main story of the show right now is the gray show being told by a few people this week that it's a kate oates staple Staple, a a serial killer storyline yeah exactly um and it's what she kind of led coronation street with i believe that's how how she kind of led emmerdale yeah as well um so this is obviously going to be the big picture um and janine's going to be part of it uh i hope i hope she is actually the ultimate demise of gray because it almost gives because she got away with murder once didn't she with michael three Moon. times oh three oh god of course barry as well Why do I always yeah. barry the most obvious one the one that everyone kept referring to when well, yeah <laughs> yeah so she's gotten away he with slipped. murder will she get away yeah. with it again though this is the question with this oh, is it fourth I, time's a charm <laughs> i mean what to, to be fair with janine you yeah i mean it, her thing does seem to be that she gets away with murder but there's got to be a point where Janine gets caught for something. Mind you, she's been to prison enough times, hasn't she? So what are we thinking about how she is going to be handled? Because the the thing is, Janine has so many layers to her. So many layers. And I'm, I'm worried about the fact that she's going to come... I'm looking at, like, sort of iconic soap bitches returns of the past, like, few years... I remember, you know, Claire King as Kim Tate coming back in Emmerdale, <laughs> for example. Mm. It was all very cliche. You know, she came back, was an absolute bitch to everybody for no reason whatsoever, just because she's Kim Tate, and then got pushed off a balcony by a mystery assailant. Just because, you know, it's it's a, it's a, a soap bitch thing, so I've got to be a soap bitch to everybody. You know, same thing happened with Tracy Barlow in Coronation Street. So I, I don't want them to sort of bring Janine back and for her to just be this camp over the top bitch for literally no reason. The thing is with Janine, she always had a reason for being how she how she was. No matter how warped that reasoning might have been in her head, there was a there was a logic to her at mm. most at most times. No matter how insane she got, there was always a reason for how she was the way she is. Um, and there's so many reasons for why Janine is the way she is. So many reasons. So what are we to expect from her when she comes back, do you think? Well, the millions are the question, isn't it? Because we don't know what Janine's returning for. So what is what yeah. reasons, what what reasons are there for to her to be a bitch? You know, there, there doesn't seem to be anything there for her to be, you know, this villainous character. 
So something has to happen while she's on the square, unless they're going to fabricate something outside. I mean, I've just remembered something that she get she sold the house that the Slaters are living to to the Panasars. Would that maybe have some kind of connection? Well, this is the other thing. This is the other thing. What had like the best case scenario for Janine, which I would absolutely like love. Imagine, right? She came back, got with Kirat, and her and Suki absolutely came to loggerheads. Could you imagine? I mean, yeah. That Can you imagine? Because Janine... Excuse me, I just gave myself an erection. Do you know what I mean? Like, how amazing <laughs> would that be? I mean, this is what I mean when I said about Pat not being there. It's like Janine needs that kind of dynamics, that kind of other quite strong yeah. female character to jump bounce off of. And yeah. so, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm joining your erection, Rob, and I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the same. And it's just like had to have Suki as kind of a... As an enemy to Janine. Oh yeah. Suki versus Janine. And Imagine I think, Suki versus Janine. And I think oh Janine could stand up to Suki easily. I mean, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Because she's like, well, there's not many people that could. Uh, there's not many people I don't think that could take on Janine so openly. Mm. But I reckon Suki would be the absolutely perfect enemy for Janine. I wonder if Janine's going to bring back anyone else with her as well. Whether she'll bring well, back Diane Scarlet? or Scarlet. Yeah, because how old is Scarlet now? About nine. I'm not sure exactly, but if I don't know if you've noticed, but especially this week, they're really kind of using the younger cast a lot more. Uh, they're using Janet, Will, uh, Amy. Amy. They're using Amy. They're using Amy as well, and a classic kind of trope where they're using the younger cast for storylines now. They don't, almost don't feel confident enough to give them their own stories away well, from the adult characters. So if they were to bring I think Scarlet you need, in, you as need well. to start putting the younger characters into training, don't you? For the next, yeah. like, for the, for the next sort of generation of characters, rather than keep uh, recasting um, them all the time, use, use what you have. And you know what um, I mean? They, they all they all seem to have a good. They all seem to be good enough, I think. You know, Will's a great little actor, I found out this week. Fantastic. My prediction is, to be honest, I reckon that they'll bring Janine back with Scarlet, who I think will be about Lily's age now, won't she? So mm. those, those two will absolutely despise each other. <laughs> just, because, just to keep that sort of generational Janine and Stacey hate each other, so why wouldn't Scarlet and why wouldn't Scarlet and Lily? Yeah, gives a good reason for why Lily was recast as well, to give her that kind of new yeah. dynamic. Yeah, I hope... There's Janine... a lot of potential. Yeah. I don't want Scarlet to be sort of a mini-me to Janine. I want Scarlet to be a very individual... I, I Like, being the daughter of Janine, <laughs> I, what does that do to a person? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, it would either make you basically a very damaged little girl, or it could make you stronger uh, because you've seen... But And also, uh, we, don't know what, what we don't know what Janine's been doing outside of the square. I mean, outside of no. the square, she could have been... You know, good as gold. She could have just maybe started a family, but it's gone a bit wrong. And, you know, it's then adding this kind of background layer to what what was Janine doing before she comes back later this year? It's, it's exciting. It really is exciting. And like you say, of all the characters they could have said is is coming back, Janine is obviously at the top of most people's list. I think she's yeah. only second to Aunt Babe. And I mean, there's time. There's time. <laughs> yeah. In soap history as well. I think she's one of the most well-remembered soap bitches across all of the soaps. So the fact that she's coming back, Mm. you know, I don't think we'll have her around forever. They're not allowed to kill her. I'm telling you now, you can't kill Janine. (laughs) Will you, Rob, Uh, if they kill Janine, be going to London? (laughs) Genuinely, I would this time. If they, yeah, no, I swear to God. Put it, I I promise now, if if they kill Janine off, I'll go to London. I'm taking you with me. That's fine, Um, I'll come along. Yeah. We don't, yeah. I mean, I mean, apart from just being generally excited and sort of throwing theories around, we can't really offer anything more other than the fact that all, everybody is saying that Janine is coming back now. Mm. It's clearly a result of um, sort of the reaction to the Kush stuff, the way that they've sort of strategically leaked this. That's fine. Frankly, I needed this news this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's the there's the news. There's the hope that they don't um, Lucas it. Let's just say. <sighs> And make it a very drawn out affair. That's all I'm going to say. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm, let's let's have some confidence. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's been plenty of stories this week to talk about uh, that has been going what on a week. Square. What a week indeed. First of all, we're going to talk about Patrick's story with Isaac. Isaac discovered uh, about Patrick's son this week, Paul. And you were yeah. all very kind to remind me after last week's game is not Patrick's biological son. I'm very sorry. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let me know. I blame Vicky Tucker myself. If you're listening, Vicky Tucker, you got me into so much trouble this week. <laughs> yeah. and, and Isaac took quite an interest in learning more about Paul after Kim had, you know, given him a few bits and pieces. The story's gone two routes here, really. With Patrick, it's again the uh, story about. 
about people of color, diagnosis of people of color and how they're used as experimental uh, devices in the NHS. But it's necessary because they need to because medicines obviously need to be tailored differently. Uh But there's also Isaac's story now that's taking the turn that we all knew was going to happen, because why would they announce a schizophrenic? (sighs) Uh, a month ago, if they weren't going to then plan to give him a storyline where he doesn't take his meds, um, because now he's lost kind of belief in the system, and he's now lost, he's, lost, he's lost belief in his medication, hasn't he? He thinks that his his medication is going to do him harm. Well, because he believes that the system is against him, because he's now yeah. he's been doing a bit of research about it, and as like we said last week, we don't we don't really know a lot about it. And I've had a few people get in touch with me uh, this week about it, and kind of understandably are really kind of hooking onto this story and enjoying it. And it's, it's a real, a real people based story. This, you know, people who have been in this kind of situation where they feel like they're just being neglected. And especially with the rollout of the vaccine, where a lot of people from the BAME community, like they don't, they don't feel comfortable with taking the vaccine because, you know, again, why should they, they, you know, they've been ignored. They've been, you know, pushed out of the, you know, the queue before. So they feel like they're kind of like not, involved and it won't work for them so why why should they care and it's it's sure. it's to be fair to eastenders this is a topic that needed to be discussed and they are discussing it it's just a shame that they then tainted it at the end of the week with the whole nuclear explosion of pills going down the <laughs> sink the bowling balls yeah. throwing down throwing down <laughs> the flug hole of isaac's sink yeah the thing is though like it's yes you're right it is a very important issue to discuss but they also seem to be saying that isaac is worried about it because he's a paranoid schizophrenic and doesn't take his medication yeah rather than saying that it's a genuine issue that is worth worthy of discussion do you know what i mean like isaac's mm. going around talking to ash and talking to people about you know ash who clearly knows absolutely everything there is to know about <laughs> any sort of nhs thing um, it's like any profession in eastenders if you're a police officer you know everything about what's happening in the yes, you know the police force that everything, week you know it, it, if you if you work in the nhs then it's well it's like when ian thought that he was when he was basically getting poisoned by Sharon who did he go to to basically get advice not your local GP oh no he went to Sonia Sonia. (laughs) quite rightly chucked him out yeah um I don't know it feels a little bit weird that they're sort of doing these two issues in conjunction with each other Mm. because they don't really sort of work together because you're basically saying that Isaac is because Isaac isn't taking his schizophrenia medication that is why he is thinking that about about this about medication about the nhs and all of that sort of thing when it is a discussion within itself to have yeah so yeah um i mean yeah the the week ending with isaac throwing these pills down the down the sink i didn't need oh, i'm not even gonna moan about the music Do you know i was watching <laughs> it with my <laughs> i was watching it with my um with a friend of mine and she looked across at me after the after the duff duff had happened, and, I, and said to me, "Why are you rolling your eyes?" I said, "Well, because." And then went on this, you know, diatribe about the um, about the music. And she turned around to me. She's older than me, and she turned around to me and said, "No, I I like that. I thought it added intensity to the scene." I was like, "She was," and then she, you know, she gave me a perfectly valid sort of reasoning as to why she it didn't bother her and to why she felt that it, it added to the scene and how she quite liked that EastEnders have been throwing in all these music things recently. And it's like we always say, you know, we're not the gatekeepers of EastEnders. You know, it's it's a completely um, subjective thing, but it happens, it's happening a lot this week, wasn't it? A lot of music and sound effects this week. Yeah. So um, much. They were used so much. very heavily this week. I mean, yes, they're, they're, but, I've I, said in, in the past, there's been occasions when I've not minded it, but to, to add that really like in 1996 for example <laughs> yeah to add that booming sound effect i don't i'm trying to rattle my brain for why they would do that would it just because it is his is his, his mind thinking yeah that's what i think get out of me or come out of my system you know is maybe th- rejecting it or i don't know i just can't but I don't mm, know. i'm not sure but you are right they say there is no need for them to intertwine a mental health storyline with a ethnicity uh in the nhs storyline the way that they they have but it's like it's like what EastEnders does, isn't it? They take a perfectly reasonable question, look into it. Flower it up with drama. And then flower it up with a completely r- ridiculously over-the-top outcome and scenario. And I mean, we've said this on on numerous occasions. There's so many parallels with what's happening on EastEnders right now to what's happening on EastEnders. Yeah, it's unfortunate timing it with that, isn't it? In the classic, <laughs> yeah, on the classic episode. There's the Joe Wick storyline happening. And mm. watching the Joe Wick story happening where they spent they spent months building it up, nurturing it. You know, his his progression into um, his, his his insanity kind of grew and grew and grew. 
And it just feels, and it just, as soon as they said they had the this, this scene where Isaac said, I've got schizophrenia with Lola, I just knew that this was going to, ha- like, in a, I, I must admit, I thought a month was a long time. I thought it would be the next week. So that, to give them that, kudos to you. You at least held back the reins for <laughs> at least an extra three weeks. Well done. Yeah. And you just know that yeah. next week he's going to start being showing really bad signs for it. And then by the second yeah, week... Yeah, we're going to have, like, his episode episode like, yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Oh, or a special, a special episode. Yeah, and they'll yeah. publicise it. And they'll be, like, all kind yeah. of, like, this is a special episode. You know, re- we're really looking in, delving into the whole schizophrenia problem. And again, they'll just dramatise it up and just make it ridiculously it does kind of concern me that we haven't heard anything about because normally when EastEnders does a story like this we normally hear there's normally an interview somewhere that's said oh we've been talking very closely to Mind or you know some sort of mental health charity or organisation that that we've worked very closely with for this story we haven't heard a thing about that so far so that's kind of make it I mean I'm sure they have because you can't do a story like this without some sort of consultation with some sort of organisation mm. that knows what they're talking about surely to God but mm, we'll see how it goes I mean I'm it's it I nearly said it is what it is then it hasn't learned <laughs> that stage hasn't earned that status yet so yeah I mean Isaac's not taking his medication that's the thing I mean how are we going to how where does it go from here then because I don't think that they're going to go straight into Isaac absolutely at level 10 straight away surely i don't hold Who out knows? a lot of hope that they no, won't I to be honest with that. you I, know that I, sure. honest, I just i think by the end of next week you'll be seeing scenes with isaac running around with his shirt tied around his head and yeah i mean it's like all stories i had so much the schizophrenia story i i i knew that they weren't going to do well i'm sorry but i just knew they weren't going to do it very well and i i'd like to be proven wrong otherwise um but with the the well, whole... that's, that hasn't played out yet. You don't know that they're not going to do it well. You don't well, with know a, that yet. No, I, I don't. But with the BAME story where they were talking about Patrick and taking the trial with the stroke and all this, that's such an interesting story. And again, not something that's discussed very often or very openly on a, in a soap environment. And, you know, soaps are built for a large audience to uh, see an issue and then discuss it. And I know that the, like, EastEnders don't get the ratings they used to get and blah, 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 blah. But it's still, it's yeah. still discussed online, on social media media in fact more so than ever it's maybe not discussed in the office the next day but it is discussed online the next minute after the episode's ended and people do have well despite what people think of twitter or facebook or instagram especially our facebook group it's a very friendly place and you can say what you like and we can discuss it and you know it's the the views are opened up there and i just thought this was a real lovely opportunity a bit like the keegan story where you know he he believed he was getting singled out because of the color of his skin. And then you discovered that he was because they, uh, there was that video footage and, you know, it, you know, he, he got justice in the end. I just thought this, you know, this could be a really interesting topic to discuss. And as a, as a white male where basically I have pretty much all the privileges that the world can yeah. give me, I'd like yeah. to learn about it. I'm, I'm a particularly lazy person. And sometimes I like to be spoon fed information and, you know, <laughs> to, to, to have it played out for me on, on screen would actually, you know, garner my interest for me, maybe, to learn more about it and i just thought i just thought it's a wasted opportunity to then as you said to intertwine it with a story where i don't i believe okay you're quite right they haven't played out yet but i believe they will not give it as good a turn as they could perhaps do but prove me wrong eastenders uh let's talk about the carters because mick has been doing bonding exercises with his two daughters because frankie Frankie and Nancy have basically been a bit jealous of each other, I think. Uh, Nancy feels a bit like that every time she says she wants to do something, Frankie's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that too. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, they had a good chat and they had a few drinks over, a, you know, over a, a missing Monopoly piece. And, um, I quite liked that. I, I didn't I mind it. I th- thing, yeah. to be honest. That was mm. quite nice. Mixed in with what everything else that was going on in the episode. I liked the top, the missing top hat stuff. Trust me. Um, Frankie's settling into the to the uh, to the bit quite nicely. Her fashion sense seems to be changing quite dramatically as well. <laughs> she was wearing like, um, what was she wearing last night? Like some sort of it was almost like Cat Slater, but like pink leopard skin sort of sort of really tight thing that was. Uh, I, I think it quite suited her. It was a mad outfit. But she's getting into that sort of barmaid role, isn't she? But she's been around Linda too long, probably. Linda's yeah, giving her tips. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think they're getting jealous of each other? I think, mate, do you reckon in Nancy's nose she's getting put a little bit out of joint? Yeah, I think I think that Nancy thought she'd come home and have this almost hero's welcome to like her yeah. family with open arms, and she didn't. She, she knew that obviously Frankie was in, on the scene, but perhaps she didn't know that Frankie was quite so so firmly in the family unit now. And I do think that Nancy 
feels a little bit, as you say, nose out of joint a little bit. Feels a bit like she's kind of being pushed to one side. I mean, at the end of the week, even Mick said, like, you know, next week, it's your last week here. We're going to spend more time together. It's it's family time that we can spend together now. And yeah. uh, presumably, we might learn more about why Nancy has returned next yes. week. Uh, from... It's going on with Nancy. <laughs> well, this is it. We don't really know. We still we know that something is going on. She she had a phone call at the end of the week, and she said, yes. I'll, "I'll make the appointment on Monday." Yeah, so confirming pres- some sort of appointment. She mm. braggers. Oh, you reckon? God, why is she everyone braggers. pregnant in EastEnders? Every single character's pregnant. Baby boom in EastEnders. Yeah, in yeah. Everyone's I on it. I can't imagine Tamwa being the sort of person to take advantage of of uh, of lockdown to uh, have lots of rumpy pumpy. Can you? Mm, I mean, Tamwa seems to be out of the picture. Other than his mention last week, there's not really anything going on with him anymore. I mean, even the family aren't really asking about him. No. <laughs> so it's like they know. Less. It's like they know not to ask. They know just best just to keep, you know... At yeah. arm's length. Um, they seem to be talking. Nancy's epilepsy has been brought up quite mm. a bit this week as well. She, uh, uh, her and Frankie were talking about um, you know driving and all that sort of thing, and she says that well she can't learn to drive until she's not had a fit for a year, and she's pretty confident that that's not going to happen. Now the way that she says I'm pretty confident that that's not going to happen makes me wonder if whatever is going on with her is related to her epilepsy in some way. Has mm. it got worse? Maybe because um, Linda asked, didn't she? Um, you know. When was your last time you fitted? And Nancy, she sort of dismissed it, though, didn't she? Yeah, she kind of said, you know, it's been a little while, but she never really gave a c- confirmed, you know, this is this is the answer, did she? Um, yeah, it, I don't, I don't, I, I would love to know what's going on with Nancy. This is one of the curiosities that I'm genuinely mm. v- very hooked on. I want I to know why about she's. Nancy. Hmm, <laughs> I want mm. to know. I just want to know why she's back in, and it. In a strange turn up for the books, they've not really told us anything. No, is... we don't know a thing. <laughs> no, no. So that seems interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I want. To, uh, I wonder. Uh, and I, re- I do like the fact though that they're really building the Carters back up in the Vic again. They, mm. It's you know they they work there so well, don't they? It's a bit of a shame that they clearly don't work that well out of it. But then you know if you've really established a, a set of characters in a location like the Vic then it's it's pretty standard they're not going to really work out of it to an extent you know how long did they ever leave peggy out of the vic yeah you know when she when she, when she was in charge not that not for that long mm-hmm. did they so you know and the fact that they're really building up this family unit again you know I, frankie and nancy's relationship is really working to be honest i thought they'd be at loggerheads a lot quicker than they than they presumably are going to be so f- props for that i like watching her and nancy's relationship sort of developing it's it's interesting to watch you know the little bits of sign language they're throwing at each other and everything it's nice there was a good scene at the park with jean speaking to nancy and jean obviously yeah. we still don't really know what's going on with jean i mean this has been the longest <laughs> i mean how long has it been since she's been undiagnosed Christmas. for her cancer yeah so I'm, I'm a bit worried about four months so surely <laughs> it can't be that bad i don't know i don't i, I don't think she's not getting worse is she but jean is still kind of walking around like a wise old sage handing out advice <laughs> to anyone who'd listen and uh she she had a word with nancy didn't she because nancy's kind of gave her her condolences about kush because you have to remember jean had a very good connection with kush um with the slaters and jean looked up and said you know it's like sitting in the dark thinking there's half a movie left and i thought that was an like interesting that. thing to say i like that as an analogy mm, i thought that was really interesting, interesting especially to say that to nancy as well so again does this lead to her epilepsy is there something that her mortality is closer than she believes and that's why she's going to an appointment on monday that's why she's broken up with tamwa maybe she's been told that you know that the epilepsy's gotten worse can epilepsy be fatal i'm not sure i'm not sure i don't know Google. I'll, I'll leave it to you. Can epilepsy be fatal? There you go. From epilepsy is rare. The leading cause of death among people with uncontrolled epilepsy. Sudden unexpected death in epilepsy or SUDEP kills one in 1,000 people. That's a stat that Wolford can work with. But there must be something. It um, has to be something medical. I can't help but think it must be something medical. The fact that she made an appointment on Monday. It was very... I suppose you make appointments for lots of different things. But when, when I think of an appointment, I think of either a haircut... Or maybe that's that's the big storyline. Nancy's getting a, a mad haircut on Monday, and that's what she's yeah. been stewing about for the whole week. And Tamwa doesn't like it. Tamwa doesn't yeah. want her hair to be any shorter than and Mo, it is. And, and Mo caught her blondie, and she it kind of it irked yeah. her because like not for much longer, Mo. Not for much longer. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go brunette. This is one story that I'm I'm hooked on, and it's very rare yeah. for me to like be very hooked on a Carter story because I felt a bit exhausted by the Carters after the last couple of years. And the, mm. like you say, adding to the Carters, and it's it's not new blood 
It's the same blood, but it's blood that we haven't seen for a while. So it's the blood that I want. A fresh twist. Absolutely, absolutely. All they need to do now is bring Lee back with a wife and two children, and I'll be there. And a recast Johnny. Uh, Next story, then, is the Billy and Honey and Janet story. Oh, yes. Janet is becoming an international celebrity. She is a model. She is doing adverts left, right and centre. She's really getting quite a name for herself, actually. She is. She's got 178 followers. She has on social media. And I thought it was a bit strange. Honey didn't seem that concerned about her kind of using social media. I would have thought Honey would be a bit more restrained. Yeah, I would have thought Honey would have been absolutely terrified of Janet going going into this world that Honey has been into. Yeah. And, you know, in a lot of ways damaged honey really didn't it you know because it's kind of put that mindset of constant image in honey's mind which could go some way to sort of explain why honey is the way she is um but she is bit she did get some trolling this week from amy of all people who mm. um we don't know quite what amy said to her on uh social media but it was enough that um it sort of went around the school and some of the school kids were uh, taking the mick out of Janet, to which Will's response was to punch one of them. Uh, and so Honey is uh, rushed to school with Suki's greatest sympathy. Yeah, we'll call it half a day. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it half a day. Well, before you leave, put the sympathy class at the top, please. Thank you very much. I loved that um, line, actually, I must admit. Like, Suki cashing in on the... It's been a death. The death of, a, of Kush death this of week. Kush. It's yeah. been a death. Put, move those sympathy cards right up now. We've ordered extra flowers um, for the front of the store. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a queen. Um, and yeah, so she she rushes to the school and yeah, Will has been in this fight. Billy uh, is outraged at first, but as soon as he realises uh, what the fight was actually about, he's really proud of Will and says that it's, it's quite right that he stuck up for his sister and punched some bloke. And in fact, if Billy had there, he'd have done the same. And I bet you bloody would have done as well, Billy. Mm-hmm. And he blamed Jay as well. Let's also just quickly did. throw that for one in. no reason whatsoever. No, no. Jay had no way of any any blame attached to this yeah. whatsoever Billy's just instant reaction knee jerk reaction yeah. is to blame Jay for something <laughs> anything that he can kind of grasp onto I suppose he didn't blame um, Jay for Chris's death quite honestly probably <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh, I reckon Jay did it yeah I won't be surprised yeah all the all of the you know Honey and Will and Billy uh, they see Amy in the, in the street Janet's playing on a swing bless her having a great time and they make Amy apologise. <laughs> She's like, uh, it's about those comments that you put online, Amy. And Amy's like, oh, yeah, that. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm granted by the fact that maybe they weren't all that serious because it was sort of one apology to Janet. Janet was like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I'm having a swing. Leave me alone. I think it was more the fact that Will had stood up, had defended Janet, and yeah, Janet also, was really pleased, wasn't she? Yeah, and also said like he was, he was Janet was amazing, and she was, pr- and he, and that Will was proud of Janet. And a couple of weeks ago, we saw Will being a little bit dismissive and a bit like a bit off with Janet, and it was nice to see him kind of being back on board and defending his sister and defending his family, much probably like what Billy would have done. It's even earlier this week, though, you know, when when Will was trying to, you know, tell everybody, oh, I did really well in my maths test this week. I was top of the oh, class, yeah. top, of my, top of my year. And Buddy's like, that's lovely, Will. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. you know, I couldn't care less. I've got this new um, filter that I'm using. <laughs> shut up. Your sister's got 178 followers. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. Maybe we, we should get some tips off Janet for social media. I like this a lot. To be fair, I really, really like this because uh, they. This is, I think, this is the most Janet's had to do for so long. I think she, you know Janet's starting to get her own stories now, which I'm absolutely adoring because Janet is amazing, mm. um, and it's so nice that she hasn't been recast yet either. Because the actress Grace, as she's known in the credits, is stunning. I love her. Yeah, more Janet, please, Eastenders. We love it. We love Janet, and I really like actually this the, the relationship that's developing between um, her and Will. Yeah. Now, the actor who plays Will has grown about four feet. Since we last saw him, it seems. Yeah, his voice um, has dropped as well, hasn't it? It's dropped massively, yeah. You're like, hello, um, puberty. How are you today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when that'll happen to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, and it's nice to see the. It's, it's like we were saying earlier. The young cast are slowly start mm. starting to sort of make their move, aren't they? In yeah. terms of like getting stories and all that thing, which is nice to see, you know. And I think actually, if you think about it, they they're getting together quite a nice little young cast, you know, with Lily, Will, Janet, Amy, potentially. Spoiler alert, Scarlet coming forward. You know, there's potential there for a good little group to start forming. And Bailey, Bailey, so, Bailey could be. And added Bailey to that as well, well yeah. And That's Bailey. what I mean. They've got a good young cast joining. Yeah. Um, and it's something that EastEnders has probably been lacking for many years now. They've just not been able to get like the right young actors the right on the show. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I, I 
and the fact that they have or they seem to have and they they're kind of building them up and they're kind of putting them into stories now you know janet's got her own this is janet's story essentially yes story. It's a, you know yeah. it's about the parents and how they're protecting her as well but at the end of the day this is janet's story and I love that they're doing that. This is one thing that I would say, yeah, well done, EastEnders. This is exactly the route to take because you need to Perfect. start building up your younger characters. Otherwise, you've got no show to go to. You can bring in, you know, you can bring in new characters left, right, and center all day long. But but EastEnders' legacy, EastEnders' family, and you need those legacy characters to be on the show and not get killed off. <laughs> you know, mm, just blow. You know, yeah, preferably. But um, yeah, I, I I love the Janet story, and um, long may she reign, the the model yes. queen. I love her. Yes, um, we are Jan fans. Hashtag Jan fan. So before we move on any further, Rob, it's time for a quick little cheeky game. I think. So return of an old faithful. It's Martin Fowler's Five a Day. Hey. hey um obviously martin doesn't work on the fruit and veg store anymore but continuity is not a problem for the production crew of eastenders so it's not a problem for us either so we're going to continue the game tradition anyone who Fabulous. not anyone who's not listened to the podcast in the last what two years <laughs> since we played it last <laughs> i'm gonna ask rob a question and there's multiple answers to this question but all rob has to do is give me five in 30 seconds and if he does he wins an apple and a turnip for his Hurrah. tea yeah. Uh, so um, obviously Martin's been reminiscing this week about how he misses Kush. And uh, uh-huh. he's, you know, he's taking a trip down memory lane of when Kush first came onto the square. And I, I don't know if you can pull your mind back this far, but when Sonia decided to make a charity ch- a charity calendar for children in need and some uh-huh. of the residents of the square decided to get naked and pose for different yes. months of the year. And the question that Martin posed to himself was who was on that calendar so Rob in 30 seconds (laughs) in 30 seconds can you name apart from Kush or Sonia because I've already given you those answers now can you bang out of order can you bang out of order was two of my answers (laughs) can you name any people who were on the soap of EastEnders on the bear with me on the November 7th 2014 episode who were named and or posed on the episode for the calendar okay 30 seconds starting from now uh peter beal with his, with his pickled onions that's right uh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure dot was on there she was uh, in the laundrette yes <laughs> uh mick carter yes mick carter was there too i'm purely guessing from this point uh uh lee Lee was. He was mentioned but never oh, seen. God. Five seconds left. Uh, uh, Martin. Martin was not, no. And oh, time uh, is up. Time is oh. up. Now, it's a bit of a... Very, tr- very quick 30 seconds. <laughs> it's a bit of a trick, really, because Martin wasn't actually on the show at the time. Uh, he was... Um, but he remembered it because lots of people talked about it afterwards. Uh, right. So um, there's quite a few. So you you could have picked a name pretty much out of the sky and probably got no, one. No, no, I tried. <laughs> Whitney. Whitney posed uh. with Lauren behind a Lilo beach toy outside <laughs> the tube station. Uh, do you remember Alex? Alex, the, the market oh, trader? Ali. I loved Alex. Yeah, he yes. was there with Roxy outside the fruit and vegetable. Oh, yes. They were January. Sharon posed in her pub at the time. She did a cabaret style pose. It was uh, fabulous. Legs open, eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the Carters, there was Mick, Linda, Johnny and Lee. Oh, I could have gone through the Carters. Yeah. Pam did it. <sighs> Pam did it as well. Oh, queen. queen she, I know. Bring back Pam. Big Mo. Can't believe you ever yeah. thought of Big Mo. She's up for anything. She is. I know. And uh, one which was the October... I'll give you a bonus point if you can guess who October was. Well, that's my Um, birthday month, so I wonder... Well, and and it was quite a a royal character, let's just say. It was never Peggy. No. No, it wasn't Peggy. Queen? No, no. Queen herself? (laughs) It wasn't the Queen, no. Uh, A royal person? Um, Not necessarily a person, either. Oh, was it Lady Di? Lady Di posed for October. Hey, uh, I'll take that then. That's, my, that's technically my five, then I'll take that. <laughs> Whether oh, she got her fur shaved, I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a bikini line. Yeah, t- had her um, nipples out. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. 
Uh, and I looked everywhere online to see if you can get that calendar. It's not in existence or anything. It's no, quite a shame. The Peter really. Bill picture is available everywhere. And well, it's very nice. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures available everywhere. But oh. no, I'm really surprised because that's quite a bit of um, nostalgia. That I'm surprised people didn't keep hold of it. Mm, mm. Bit surprised people didn't keep hold of it. Um, anyone listening, if you do have one, please send us a photograph. We'll be very please interested. send us naked photos of the cast. We'd love yeah, to hear. Especially we'd love la- to hear from you. Especially Lady Di. <laughs> yeah, and Dot. <laughs> That was Martin Fowler's Five a Day. Right, it's the time that everyone has been waiting for. We are now talking about the big story of the week. <laughs> the death of Kush Kasimi. It's at the hands of Grey. But I just want to remind everyone that if you want to hear Ben and my view as we did it live after the episode was aired on Monday the 19th. Apocalyptic with rage. (laughs) (laughs) You can listen to the recording that we did on Stereo on our YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be a little link now on the top right-hand corner of the screen that you can click on. Uh, We'll wait for you to listen to that and come back. Oh, nice of you to come back. Hope you brought some chips with you. Good one, Ed. Yeah, it was all right. Not too bad. So anyway, I'm going to let Rob have a little bit of a talk here. So uh, here comes Rob. What (laughs) the hell, EastEnders? Oh, my God, there were so many things wrong with, with the way that Kush died. I don't even know where to begin. For a start, let's I mean, let's just go with technical details for now. All right, I know that there was a video released online, by the way, that this set of, mm. the, of the underground was built. It was very well done by the set designers, by the way. They showed a video of how it was all made and all that sort of thing. I liked the set. It was very well done. However, for a start, there was, did you, there was a picture going around at one point that there was a massive um, security camera um, sign there saying security camera in use. However, fortunately for Grey, uh, the, the, what is station, was this Walford East they were at? Uh, yeah, well, it has to be, surely, or, or at least a station yeah. nearby. Although a lot of people did say that Walford East is an overground station, but we have seen it as an overground station before. Yeah, so I'm pres- I'm presuming that they u- they took the train from Wolford East and then took a connecting train, so they're at another station. But the- it was never it was never labelled of what station they were at. Either it's- way, it was the only station in the whole of the London Underground post seven seven whose security cameras were, and I quote, out of action or vandalised. Thank you, PC Highway, for giving us that <laughs> detailed explanation of how Grey is going to get away with this murder. Can I chip in really quickly <sighs> with agreement yes. with you here? It's not but it's not just those cameras on that station that would matter. It's cameras that would lead to the station, cameras that would be uh, on the tube train, camera that's in the front cab of the driver's tube train. Yeah, we had we had someone we had someone get in touch with us who is an actual uh, driver for the un- London oh. Underground, right? And he said, one, it's disgusting that they've done this because do they know the absolute trauma that something yeah. like that can cause for a train driver? And they I just kind imagine. of dismissed it as nothing at all. And there's cameras in the in the in the in the front Everywhere. cab. So they would have Everywhere. seen it because he was pushed in front of it. He wasn't knocked underneath it. He was pushed in front of it, wasn't he? When he we got sliced to... in half by a train. Yeah. So because he fell backwards, completely lengthways across the track, mm. there was a, I think there was a few people online saying that there was a sort of I think the official term for it is a suicide pit, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh. Um, so that if you fall if you fall or jump onto the tracks, there's an area where you can basically be be protected from a train that's oncoming. But the way that Kush fell was completely lengthways across the track, and then the train came along. So he was effectively sliced in half by an underground train absolutely horrific way to go for a character that did not deserve it in any way shape or form and the fact that in just a few moments we managed to completely summarize in you know in a few bits about why it was so ridiculous and why it didn't work because of all the technical aspects that they tried to pass off as realistic (laughs) but just weren't why did they decide to go if they had to murder Cushion why do they have to go for such a such why why that way we've already seen Grey murder somebody within his house you know, as much as we didn't like the fact that he murdered Tina, we couldn't say that it wasn't, you know, apart from the fact he wrapped her up like a subway. You know, it wasn't... <laughs> it's not just an, it's not just an obsession. They, they want all of Grey's connections to be subway-themed. Oh, God, yeah! <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Tina's, Tina gets wrapped up like a subway and Kush gets killed on the subway. <laughs> so there was that. The fact that Whitney took Arthur upstairs. Arthur, how old is Arthur? Like four? Six, yeah, seven. Four, five, six, yeah. seven. Blood of a side of Norfolk apparently <laughs> because Whitney was gone for about an hour and a half 
whilst Cush and Grey had this massive argument that went on for ages before eventually, you know, Grey fell onto the line and then was pulled up by Cush because Cush is a hero and then Grey kicked him out and pushed him onto the line and then Cush gets run over by the train. It's just... <laughs> why? Why the hell? And it's so cruel to Carmel as well because she's had two sons murdered. Uh, oh, everything about it. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Every single thing about it. I'm going to rewind a little bit then and talk about stories that were prominent before this storyline happened where Grey basically eventually decided to kill uh, Kush. And that is that obviously Kush had the storyline where he became addicted to gambling during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. The heist. <laughs> the heist. And yeah, and then had the heist. I mean, th- that was the downfall of that story from the beginning. Again, I know I've banged the drum about this so many times in the past. A really good story that could have happened there with Kush. And it didn't have to have anything to do with Grey or the Mitchells whatsoever. Why did they then pull Kush into this into this world, into this storyline, where then he would ultimately get killed by by Grey. Because that's what mm. I feel, find really disappointing. If they wanted to kill Kush off, they wanted Kush to have an ultimate, you know, to, because they knew the actor wanted to leave, then I think, sadly, a suicide would have been a much more fitting situation for him. Uh. And it would have been terrible, and it would have been awful and really sad. And as it doesn't change the fact that, you know, his mum's now got two deaths. of Her two sons have died. Um, but it just feels like it just feels so cheap and dirty that they kind of threw in. They decided to make Grey Story, which is a which is a whole new thing that we can discuss as well. The fact that they've taken a domestic violence storyline and oh, that's glamorous. gone. That's a, thing, that's a thing of the past. Why? But it's, again, it's disgusting that they've done. Why have they just completely thrown it? No pun intended. Under the train to just kind of just ignore it and kind of put it, you know, into into this context. I just. It makes me so... It really upsets me that they've taken two stories that could have easily been standalone stories of EastEnders, great stories to invest time into, and just decided to just make it a Kush gets murdered by Grey story because Grey is protecting the Mitchells, inverted commas, um, or, or is he doing it... now protecting the Mitchells. No, yeah, and now is turned against the Mitchells and now is using it as a way of getting getting Whitney on his side because ultimately he did this because he wanted to get together with me. So it's it's now a it's now a demented love story for how a man would basically get his you know the love of a woman. <laughs> it's just it's I just think it's awful. Not. Absolutely awful what they've done. They've destroyed potentially months worth of good plot storytelling with a Kush story with his gambling addiction with Grey's domestic violence story where it's kind of stewing inside of him and they just still got him together with Whitney but they didn't need to do this and it just that's what winds me up they've just taken perfectly good stories and again decided that they want to take the most extreme route and did this and why why is that? It's just a cheap thrill that gives them one minute's attention and then they're just yeah. back down. It's just that they're constantly chasing a cheap thrill, a cheap thrill, a cheap thrill. And they need to stop doing that because it's yeah. starting to... It's, it's already getting exhausting. Because next week... It feels week, so cynical. Yeah. And I hate feeling I hate feeling like this about EastEnders because I, even in its absolute lows... And I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, but at least it's not 2017 when we were watching Pasta Boil. Yeah, but at least that was a story. I do agree. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, well, at least that's a story that you could have some heart to it. You know, Denise was in a real desperate situation and they actually followed it through. Imagine if they ended that yeah. storyline with Denise jumping in front of a bus. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm clutching at straws now with stupid examples of it's what could have happened. But, you know, it just it just winds me up that they keep going for the next big thing. And it's just like, yeah. you don't need to do that. If you keep doing that, you're going to run out of steam. This is a soap. You've got to make content pretty much every day of the week. You're going to run out of steam soon to the point that you're just going to soon aliens are going to land on Albert Square. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just uh, can't, I can't think how they're going to jump the shark now. Like every week at the end of the week, I just think to myself, how are they going to just do something ridiculous next week now? And I know that next week is going to be Isaac related. And that's why I was so cynical at the beginning of the show with, the, oh, I mm-hmm. don't expect much from the Isaac story. Because it will just be something ridiculous with Isaac. I mean, to be fair, it's, I mean, it, it, um, it did lead into some pretty strong performances in the week. You know, Shona McCarty pretty, you know, was was great this week as Whitney. Um, considering that you know Whitney and Kush have been together the grand total of about three weeks, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Whitney's acting as though they've been together for about 
50 years. You know, it's nice. As we predicted, Carmel isn't going to be coming back for any sort of funeral. In fact, Carmel has actually said that, you know, the funeral is going to be held in Dubai. Actually, felt fairly understandable, to be fair, because if I was Carmel, I sure as hell wouldn't be going back to Wolford for any reason whatsoever. You couldn't pay me to go back to Wolford if I'd been through what Carmel's gone through. Mm. Um, oh, it's just, it's really frustrating. It really is. Um, I feel so sorry for... I felt sorry for for so many characters because it's there are so there is so much potential in a lot of these characters that could have just been done better. You know, Grey is just the thing is about Grey. He's he's basically he's killing off characters that are better developed than him, and that's why it's so frustrating. Mm. Because Grey at the start of this was was a fascinating character when this domestic violence story started, and because it felt like they were doing a different version of a domestic violence story. Yeah. And yeah. God, are they still doing that? Um, <laughs> but it's sort of like that. All of that has been just swept aside just to turn Grey into your standard soap psycho who kills people mm. for no reason whatsoever, apart from the fact that he is a soap psycho. There's no reason for it anymore. It's it's just really frustrating, and to be honest, and it's a shame as well because Greg because Grey started out as such an interesting character. I really cannot wait for the Grey storyline to finish now because it's like, what the hell is he going to do next? Like, who else is he going to basically? Who else is he going to take from us? Say say you sat down now and you're with the writers, you're the executive producer. How would you like it to play out, or how do you think it will play out from now? So from this to the end of the year, <laughs> um, <laughs> I. W- <laughs> <laughs> uh, how would I like it to play out is uh, well for a start I'd like them to find some form of way of immediately pinning Cush's death on Grey because that would be realistic uh, we've got we've got to we've got to work with what we've been given haven't we and this the next thing seems to be because because Grey's plan is basically now to deflect Whitney's anger away from himself and towards the Mitchells isn't it mm. now I don't know quite what Grey's plan is in the long run obviously he wants to get with Whitney and it will happen at some point. And I imagine that's when the next sort of stage of domestic violence will come into play because Whitney will start getting into an abusive relationship. Do you think that they're not going to drag this out till Christmas, surely to God? I don't, I can't see why they wouldn't. I really can't well, no, see why they I. wouldn't because it's, as I say, it's their A story. It's their main story. They've involved the Mitchells with it now. So it's going to be, you know, even more, I don't know, stretched out and used as, mm. as much as possible. I mean, I said that the person who this is before that they announced that Janine was coming into it and so I've got a sneaky suspicion that Janine might be the one who reveals it now um but before then I couldn't I couldn't help but shake the feeling that it was going to be somehow Phil who finds out and that Whitney basically uses Callum for protection because we know that Whitney is going to blame or has well is blaming I shouldn't say is going to she is now blaming the Mitchells for this mm. um with a with a little bit of persuasion from Gray and she, I think she's blaming Ben isn't she she's saying that Ben would was the one who kind of probably Ben is the organized. name she took a talon through on the card yeah <laughs> yes that's right that's right I mean come, I don't know come why on. she decided that she, I tell you what I don't know why she decided that she needed a knife to go and sort Ben well. out those nails she's like Freddy Krueger after <laughs> Michael Myers for the love of God can we just talk about the whole <laughs> knife crime thing again <laughs> here because yeah, again. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. But yeah. it, it, to me, to me, I knew that that wasn't gonna go in. That wasn't gonna turn into anything. You know, all it was, it was, it was supposed to be uh, just an exciting end to the episode. That, but the end could have be been immediately her. tied up. But the end could have been her at the door crying. That was such yeah, a I know, fitting I know, end. I know. Such you a could, lovely yeah, end. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. And it was ridiculous. And the thing is, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, be thinking that Whitney is so overcome with grief and <laughs> anger about what's happened. Because the thing is as well, they don't seem to be questioning that much how Cush has died. Not at they? all. Like, they just seem to be accepting the fact that he went under a train. But they're not exactly talking about, like how it happened, whether it was suicide or whether it was... or whether, Is Whitney now going along the lines that he was pushed by one of the Mitchells? He thinks she, does she think that Ben pushed him no, the Mitchells, the platform? No, the Mitchells are in prison. They were in prison the night it happened, so they couldn't have... Yeah, so it can't be the Mitchells. Well, it, but they could have hired someone to do it for them, and I think that's what Whitney is kind of basing is her... Is that what she's going with? Yeah, that's what she's basing her right. theory on, her, her hunch that she thinks that Ben had hired someone. Because when they came out of the cab or the car they discovered that Kush had died. Ben was very cold, wasn't he? He said, well, once a grass. Is that the word of the week? Grass. Once a grass. Even Shirley. <sighs> once a That's grass. That's the other thing that annoyed me. That's oh, the yeah. That they, me this they week. 
even Phil was more human than yeah. Shirley was this week. I mean, what they, the hell was that about? I mean, that was they they really played dirty on Shirley as well. The fact that they gave her that line was like, well, you know, it was horrible. It felt yeah. wrong coming out of her mouth when they were toasting Kush and basically saying, you know, he was a good guy and what happened to him, he didn't deserve it, and you know, in the Vic, and you know, quite rightly so, they toasted to him. And then Shirley yeah. was like, I'm not toasting to a grass, and it's like, oh For no, sh- that is nasty. That is not That's what not you Shirley. do. No, even especially seeing his own Phil of all people, he managed to stand in the square and say to Ben, yeah, well, you know, whoever, whatever sort of person was, he didn't deserve that and mm. sort of walked off and walked off and gave almost gave Ben food for thought so mm. Phil can have that attitude for God's sake Shirley should be nowhere near it it was it was writing a character for the situation they feel the character needed to be yeah. at the time yeah uh, a, a trope that we're getting slowly more used to on EastEnders right now um, it's yeah it's baffling absolutely baffling let's talk about Martin as well because Martin's lost his best friend here I've, I've... again great performance from James By this fantastic week. You know, fantastic yeah he was he was brilliant this week it's like this is the thing I, I I do think that the cast are actually almost at their strongest at the moment because to have these sorts of storylines that if we're unconvinced by them you know how <laughs> must the, do you know what I mean how must the cast be thinking who've been playing these characters for years and years be feeling about them and they're they're conveying them as well as they can and you know there's been some there were some really strong performances this week you know one of the highlights if i if i had to use that word for this story would be the scene between whitney and martin Mm. where you know they were sort of both trying to comfort each other but not knowing quite how to do it that was nice i like the um, martin and arthur scene as well that both both scenes actually the one when he said goodbye to arthur when they're about to run away but also the one when arthur (laughs) had just seen his uh, dad dead just seen his dad's you know sliced in half by a train yeah Yeah. and the counseling by martin (laughs) but it was a lovely scene and again i feel like i feel there's a part of me you saying about like the actors are really giving it their all considering when they see the script land on their doormat every morning they're like oh for goodness sake what's going on now um mm. there james by i genuinely felt like james by had a genuine tear in his eye when he was doing his goodbyes to... this is so rubbish why am i doing it but not just yeah. that i think like they, they've had such a lovely story between them like martin and kush have got such a lovely story between them yeah absolutely. and such a good I history and the scene so the scene when martin was looking through the photo book and he said you know kush and i had had a discussion about who was going to do each landmark moment for arthur so i was going to teach him how to drive but kush was going to teach him how to you know chat up a lady you know because you know he's a bit of a you know <laughs> a bit of a romeo in that kind of department yeah. and oh and he's not going to see his first west ham game and you know that was perfect that was good i said on twitter i said the the scenes itself the the reactions and the acting i've got no problem with anything they've done it's that the fact that what they've done is what's the problem story itself it's the story itself and that's the problem here they it just it feels like again a cheap bang just for the sake and they've killed another another character that could have easily been brought back in five ten years time and he should have been around for years, wouldn't he? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. going anywhere. No. You know, because she's a great little stalwart of the square. He was really, he's really settling in nicely. He was a character that I don't think any viewer could say, oh, God, I wish they'd get rid of Kush. You know, because he was just a nice character. <laughs> well, he was a good um, guy. And it's, it's, it's a, a soap where there you are. You need that in a soap yeah. where EastEnders, because EastEnders isn't really known for its characters of high morals. No. Is it really? You know, yeah, we love them. We love watching them and we love watching all the scheming and all the backstabbing and all the arguments and all the affairs and all that kind of thing. Otherwise, the show wouldn't have been going for so long. But you do need that sort of light and shade. And Kush was one of those light characters that's there for to sort of keep the, just keep the, keep the show looking realistic. He was never the biggest character that EastEnders has ever seen. But he was, I feel, just one of those necessary cogs. Hmm. I liken a character you know when you see Mickey Mouse's ears you instantly know this is a Disney thing do you know what I mean so if you see where are you No, what I'm, there is there is logic to what I'm trying to say here. You know when you okay. see the silhouette of Mickey Mouse's head, you know that's yeah. Mickey Mouse, so that's the Disney. Yeah. There's certain characters in EastEnders where you see them and you think that's EastEnders. And for me, yes. Kush is one of them. See, there is logic <laughs> yes. to my madness. There you go. Got there the end, yeah. <laughs> and to me, Kush is one of them. And at the moment, again, because there's so many kind of characters coming in and out, and it, it, I feel like there's no... It feels like EastEnders doesn't have that a lot at the moment like a lot of mm. the you know the traditional characters aren't there anymore i don't know i don't know i know again this is going all the way back to the whole argument of but maybe england uh, england maybe eastenders needs to kind of get with the times <laughs> and they're kind of you know trying to get themselves into align We're themselves old, to a whole new show clouds, and yeah, yeah 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 we're shouting at clouds um but 
I don't know. It's a lot of clouds, though. It is a lot of clouds. <laughs> but but it's clear. It's clear to me that you know this is not. This was not a decision that a lot of people agreed to. Um, and I I would love to have been at the uh, producers meeting or the production meeting on the Tuesday morning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know that Kate Oates would have had to agree or okayed this. I would hope that she had, you know, before it went forward. But. I mean, I can't you imagine her sat at home going, "What's this?" Yeah, yeah, I didn't say yes yeah, to this. Yeah, what's happened here? <laughs> I just, I, I just, I can't help it. Like we said already, like the news that they leaked, leaked inverted commas, giant yeah, inverted it's there commas. For a reason. They leaked that early for a reason, and that's because they knew that the backlash of this story has just destroyed the reputation of the show a little bit. Um, not only in the eyes of the viewers, but also in the eyes of journalists. I mean, I've seen I've seen articles, I've seen TV, you know, people talking about it on television, um, and I suppose that's good that people are talking about EastEnders on television, <laughs> yeah. but for the wrong reasons. So, I don't know. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the crystal? No, I think we've I think we've completely destroyed <laughs> the show now. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> There'll be no Wolford Weekly next week because we have been sued. Uh, final, <laughs> final story then, uh, very quickly, is the Taylor story. Uh, Karen's been loaning, loaning money from a loan shark. Presumably, she's been loaning it for a few months. So, but but now she's lost yeah. her job at the laundrette. She's now getting threats to pay it back. They stole the game console that Bernie forgot to lock up in a cupboard. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, that's what they do now. So, for for one way to getting some money. Bernie has decided that she is going to nominate herself as a surrogate to Stuart and Rainey because they've now decided that they again want to have children because Zara was meant to be meeting up with Stuart this week and Rainey felt a bit sorry because Zara ended up not turning up that's something else I wish Zara had turned up because I'd love to see Zara back on the show yeah it's nice to see kind of Stuart sort of it's it's another one of these examples isn't it where Stuart's sort of trying to build himself up again as a normal sort of father you know bless him he was in his suit and everything which is, you know, always what a dad does when they want to impress when they, when they want to impress their daughter, <laughs> like a job um, interview. Quite, yeah, it was quite sweet to see. Oh, bless him! And he had all these presents lined up, ready to give to her, and Zara just didn't bother turning up. Mm. Um, which kind of, I think, cements Rainey's head back in. Like, no, screw Zara, screw your kids. We're going to have one of our own, and we're going to do it right. Um, so they're back on the hunt for a surrogate, and I think the idea at first is Karen wants to uh, offer to be the surrogate for the money, which I'm not entirely sure was promised at that point. Was it? Like, I know that they offered Tiff and Keegan money, but I don't think when they overheard uh, Rainey and Stuart talking about it in the Vic that any money was mentioned whatsoever. So Karen was just assuming that she's going to get that she was going to get paid thousands of pounds to be the surrogate. And to be fair, I think um, they assume right though. I think that if they've offered yeah, it once, fair. they're gonna they're probably gonna yeah, offer it Bernie, again Bernie's to the right be like, person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna have to sign a few contracts. Bernie is uh, now offering to be the surrogate to sort of try and help her family out because they have uh, some. Uh, Nintendo Wii stealing uh, gangsters <laughs> on their tail. <laughs> I mean, Meanwhile, of course, Bernie and Molly are sort of um, slowly getting stronger. You notice whenever Molly's on screen, it snows. Is she Elsa? <laughs> Maybe Olive is in the background, hidden in the bushes, like giving her advice. Honestly, whenever whenever she's yeah, honestly, like she'll go to meet Molly in the square, and Molly's just sat on a swing, going, "Let it go, let it go." <laughs> That'd be there sweet. You go. I have a strong suspicion that they perhaps maybe just filmed all of her scenes in one day, not to ruin yeah, the illusion so for you that that no, that she, she is no, somehow she's linked a magical to a ice queen, <laughs> yeah. magical ice queen. You will <laughs> shut your face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry yeah, to ruin this good. for you. You're the one that brought up Mickey Mouse earlier. If you're allowed to do that I'm allowed to, make, I'm allowed to say that Elsa is Molly we're going to get sued by Disney so now as well as a BBC yeah bring it on bring it on <laughs> going to need to get Grey as a solicitor um, yeah no the, the story between Bernie and Molly is a, is a wonderful story and I'm glad they're doing it because Bernie needs a happy story how is it going to link together though with Bernie if Molly and Bernie are getting together how is it going to link oh, together God, with badly yeah, I was going to say, but they've only been together for like two dates by that point. But I suppose with the way relationships <laughs> rocket on EastEnders, yeah. they're pretty much, you know, moving in together and getting themselves a blooming hamster. Is she going to do it in secret from her mum? No, because she's doing it for her mum. So surely she'll be quite... Yeah, I but is she going to keep open. it? Is she? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Is she going to be open though? Or is she going to keep it from her and then sort of <laughs> pop out this baby? And yeah. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> 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 I've got ten thousand pounds now. Um, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. But, we'll see. I mean, good for. In a weird way, I'm pleased that Bernie's 
involved with this story because it's nice for one for bernie to have a story and the fact that bernie it's like it's like buses yeah, isn't it has a story. well it's like buses bernie has had no story for about three years and then two come at once and so she's yeah, like now she's got them coming out of her ears yeah, she's spoiled spoiled for choice so um spoiled yeah stories and i like molly a lot i don't know why mm, but i really like her mm, yeah she, she's quite warm she's isn't she and I think I think she... she's got potential. <laughs> I heard you. I just <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, Street. we'd love to know what you guys think about the stories this week. Uh, all the details will be on I ain't want to gossip. You know me. I ain't want to gossip. Okay, so this is the final part of the show where we discuss some of your comments that you sent to us on our social medias on Twitter at bass underscore baby has said i hope they're going somewhere with isaac and trying to root out the systematic racism in the healthcare system because if they don't they are overshadowing the real problems we do have and it's just insulting to be honest well this is what i said really yeah. it's kind of like they've kind of we said yeah exactly mm, they're kind of covering one problem yes. with a made-up problem as, as it were <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i just don't like the fact that they, they seem to be sort of making out that i because Isaac is only thinking about this because he's a schizophrenic and he's not taking his medication. Do you know what mm. I mean? It seems to be the sort of tone that they're going for. I don't like it, but we'll see how it plays out. Marion McSaveni on Facebook says, uh, The schizophrenia story is lazy and infuriating. If they are his tablets, unlike the Mark Fowler beautifully handled HIV storyline, I imagine this is going Joe Wick's tin foil route. Given how is she, oh, she's criticizing the Joe the Joe Wick storyline there, Alex. Um, given how often they fall back on Stacey and Jean not taking their tablets, it feels a little bit done to death. Yes, and normally when Jean doesn't take a tablet, she doesn't drop bowling balls down the sink when, mm. um, or boulders even down the sink when when she does it. Mm, I forgot um, about that. They've already done the story similar to this when they were crushing the tablets to. Hang on, they were crushing. That was that was Shirley and Kush again making Shirley's comment this week in the Vic even more painful to him. Yeah. Yeah, Shirley and Kush got together to help Jean out with the taking her pills because they were crushing them in her soup. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. just oh my head, my head is going to explode. I forgot about that. Anyway, nothing to do with the comment you just read. I <laughs> just just suddenly reminded no, me. It's yeah, it's I think I think the basic feeling of this week is a lot of people <laughs> are sort of going right now. What then? Go on then. And where are you going with any of this? There better be a good reason for what I've just had to endure. Um. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Can I mean, we write it's... it off? Can we just write off this week? Just pretend this week never happened. Right. I tell, what I will say to listeners, though, is remember, our opinion is subjective. It can get a bit heavy when we both completely hated a week. I, I, I get that completely. And there will be people that are rolling their eyes about how much we've moaned this week. I understand that. Okay. Totally. Please, 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 if you liked this week... Get in touch with us. We will read out your comments and we will completely respect your opinions and we'll talk about why we might be wrong. Because there is no reason at all why there is there is not some positivity to be gleaned out of this week. Maybe you enjoyed it and you can tell us why. I mean, at the end of the day, if we if we could, what the wonderful situation would be would be if we could get every single person who listens to the podcast to be <laughs> in one room together and we can have yes. a great big riot and just talk about everything that we want to talk about in EastEnders. But... You know, your your power is there just by commenting on the YouTube video or getting in touch with us on our social media. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter, Instagram at Wolford Weekly. Find us on Facebook at Wolford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell to get notifications and comment on all the videos. We love to hear from you. Um, you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, any of your favourite podcast sites. You can contact us on robwolfordweekly at gmail.com or alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. We will be back next week. Hopefully with a lot more joy in our voices. <laughs> There's one thing yes. we must all remember. Be there or be out at square. See you next week. Bye. Bye.